Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody back to the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. And this is the WWE Monday Night Raw, or shall I say, Monday Night Fast X review. Because they spend more time promoting Fast X than they did their actual show this week. Um, it was uh, from Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, usually quite a decent crowd, and the, and the crowd was actually pretty good. Um, and Raw started with the tag team champions, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And they were hyping up their match at Night of Champions with uh, Solo and Roman. And basically what they were saying is, is that although they look a big threat, they're actually not uh, due to the cracks in the bloodline. Uh, and the fact that you know, the Usos may or may not get involved. Anyway, <clears throat> the Judgment Day come out. And basically, Finn said that he was sick to death of the bloodline. And he was getting sick to death of Kevin Owens, who's fired up. And he just wants a fight, um, <clears throat> which they did. They started uh, having a fight and they went to punch uh, Dominic and Rhea got in the way. And they stared each other down, and that's our tag team match for later on. Um, you know, it was a good setup. Uh, you know, is it, I don't say is it getting tedious already, but we seem to be seeing a lot of the Judgment Day, Kevin and Sammy. Um, now, that may change as we roll into Raw a bit more. There's things that happen, um, which is interesting. And the funny thing about this, again, was, was when Dominic tries to talk uh, and, and the crowd ate him up. And once again, I said this last week, Dominic Mysterio is one of the top heels in the WWE at the minute, and they need to ensure they carry this on because it is working. It is fantastic. And Dominic has really elevated himself. Perhaps being with a judgment day has helped and the stuff with Ray, but he is right up there with a top heel. Um, the next part, of the show, the first match of the evening was Shinsuke Nakamura um, against Miz. Now, this match was brought on from last week um, when he tried to when uh, Miz tried to recruit Nakamura uh, unsuccessfully. Um, the match itself was actually okay. There was a couple of interesting bits in there. I thought the Miz at one point uh, was going to get the win on, on Nakamura, but uh, he didn't. Uh, the King Shasa finished it. Uh, the bit when I thought the Miz was going to win was when he distracted the referee and hit the skull crushing finale. Uh, but he got his foot on the bottom rope, Nakamura, uh, and then hit the Kinshasa for the win. Um, again, it was okay. It's one of these. It's one of these awkward ones because Nakamura, where is again? Where is he going to be on Raw since the draft? I mean, obviously the World Championship final tournament. Hopefully, well, that will bring a World Champion to Raw. And then there's going to be something to go for because Nakamura, I think, has already had a match with Gunter for the Intercontinental title. So where does he fit? And, and Miz at the moment is his job boy again. Um, but he he's always been a job boy when unless he was involved in a championship opportunity. And uh, it's a shame for Miz. Um, but that's it. That, that's all we can do. Uh, Nakamura wins and goes on to next week. Who knows what happened? Um, 
the backstage part next was surrounding the women. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez uh, was in the locker room of Adam Pearce, Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville. Um, and they, he announced that Liv Morgan was injured and they were unable to defend their titles. Uh, so Liv Morgan was injured against the Klein Bailey, sorry, just to, just to add on to that. And they're not, she's not able to continue tonight. And Sonia, Sonia started saying, well, if she's not available to continue, you should forfeit the titles. You know, I used to be management. Um, but anyway, what really happened in the end was Raquel Rodriguez had had enough of them to moaning and bitching to Adam Pearce that she proposed that she took on Chelsea Green tonight. And Adam Pearce, it's official. Uh, and they did. And uh, Chelsea Green started ranting about how she would regret it. Um, Imperium was seen walking before the commercial uh, break. And then when we come back from the break, um, there was a sit down with Seth Rollins, which includes uh, looking at Seth Rollins' career, going back to NXT. They touch on Rollins' run, the attack on the shield, and Graves asked why there is now a need for a World Heavyweight title and why Rollins is the guy to hold it. Um, and that interview continued later. Um, uh, I don't really think we needed this whole flashback of Seth's career. You, if you followed WWE enough, you would know everything that's happened over the last 10 or so years. Um, this was really to fill time, which may have been better filled with some matches. Seth was actually away uh, filming, I think he was Captain America, that he's got a, a role in. Um, and that goes on to the point from later where potentially now there is uh, the rumours uh, going around uh, that they're not convinced now, not to put the title on Seth, but they're unsure because they don't know whether these Hollywood commitments are now going to get in the way of Seth being champion because what they want on Raw is a full-time world champion. He's going to go be going to Hollywood. He isn't going to be a full-time world champion. That being said, if you move AJ to Raw, what happens to the OC and, and Mia Yim? I don't really care, but, you know, bottom line is, is that going to, is Seth's movie career now going to affect him really winning what he deserves, which is the world title? And we'll find out in two weeks' time. Um, next thing you know, uh, out come Imperium. Uh, Gunther, uh, I'm going to try and do it. Ludwig Kaiser, Giovanni Vinci. Uh, that's how uh, uh, Samantha does it on, on Raw, but a million times better than me. Um, anyway, uh, he stands on top of the table um, and demands your gratitude uh, for your Intercontinental Champion. Uh, Ludwig finishes his interview and he said, and Gunther said, actually, perhaps an, an introduction is due. Uh, he's almost dominant. He's SmackDown dominated for over a year now. Um, and he's the longest reigning Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion of the modern era. But from this day forward, his mission continues on the red brand on Raw. Uh, and now he wants to know who his next challenge is going to be. And the way they're going to do that is by a battle royal um, to challenge him. And the winner of that battle royal goes to Saudi Arabia and wins. Well, not wins, but goes for an opportunity at the Intercontinental title. Uh, the battle was, was next, um, and that was Apollo Crews, uh, Matt Riddle, Humberto uh, Carrillo, Angel Garza, uh, Kira Tozawa, Zion Quinn, Mustafa Ali, Bronson Reed, Riddick Moss, Mace, Mansur, Eric Ivar, Ziggler, Loomis, Gargano, Benjamin, Alexander, Elias, Von Wagner, 
Baron Corbin, Otis Gable, and Ricochet. And I can breathe. Um, so they went to commercial. Uh, Ricochet comes out first, then Bronson Reed. Um, back from the break, uh, the ring is full, and Apollo Crews comes out, and Riddle uh, is out next, and he taunts Imperium. Um, and as everyone, uh, so the bell rings, uh, and literally Baron Corbin straight away eliminates Akira Tozawa. Loomis eliminates Corbin. Mason Man, Mason Mansoor eliminate Loomis, and Loomis just stares them down. Um, <clears throat> Chad and Otis uh, look to eliminate uh, Mansoor and Mace, but Maxime Dupree yells at Mason Mansoor. Uh, Mansoor hangs on the ropes about being eliminated, then falls into Mace's arms, but Mace drops him when Loomis stares at him and they run away to the back. Oh, I forgot that JD McDonough was in was in there as well. That was interesting. Uh, yeah, JD McDonough was also in the Rumble. Stupid of me not to uh, remember that, but he uh, eliminated Humberto Carrillo. Uh, then he went out with Dolph Ziggler, and actually Ziggler super kicked him for elimination. I, I was quite surprised by that. I thought McDonough was going to do a bit more better in this uh, Rumble, to be quite honest. Um, and then Wagner uh, launches Ziggler out of the ring, and then. Basically, uh, JD McDonough runs over and sends Ziggler into the steps, but he and he kept doing it even where referees were trying to stop him. Uh, as Raw went to a uh, commercial break, um, and then when they come out of the break, uh, Zion Quinn is working over Elias. Uh, the Viking Raiders eliminate Cedric Alexandra. Uh, they beat down Zion Quinn and to eliminate him eventually. Uh, Benjamin starts attacking the Viking Raiders while Bronson Reed uh, and Elias. Uh, the Viking Raiders eliminate Shelton, which actually got a lot of heat. Uh, Shelton with Benjamin was quite over uh, with the crowd on Raw. Uh, Alpha Academy and the Viking Raiders go at it now, as do Riddick Moss uh, and Apollo. Uh, Chad Gable uh, and Eric was fine on the apron. Uh, Otis uh, got helped. Gable eliminate Eric. Uh, <clears throat> Ivar then eliminates Gable, and then Otis and Ivar start brawling, but Bronson Reed comes up behind him and eliminates them both. Uh, Bronson Reed, another fantastic showing, by the way, uh, on Raw. Uh, I'm a big fan of Bronson Reed, as you probably know, if you've been listening in over the last few weeks, and thank you if you have. Um, they're now down to Gargano, Elias, Riddle, Moss, Apollo, Elias, Ricochet, Ali, and Bronson Reed, and they all go to attack him and beat him down for a bit. Gargano and Ali then separate and start taking, start going at it on their side. Uh, he Ali tosses Gargano out, but he hangs on. Uh, Ricochet uh, then rocks Ali, but Ali drops him, but then turns into a massive spear uh, by Gargano. But then Ricochet hits a standing shooting star press uh, to Gargano. So, yeah, this is the point when a rumble start or the Battle Royal starts to heat up a little bit. There's a lot more bigger moves. Um, Riddick Moss catches uh, Ricochet when he's doing a springboard. Hits a backbreaker to a fallaway slam. Uh, Bronson Reed then gets back up, slams Moss. Um, Apollo hits like a blockbuster uh, off the middle rope to Reed. Uh, and, you know, this is really where the Rumble is starting to come into its own. Keep calling it a Rumble. It's about Royal. Stupid. Um, <clears throat> in the end, um, uh, Apollo eliminates Elias with a kick to the head. Uh, Reed eliminates Apollo and then slams Ali. Um, he catches Gargano and Ricochet into a big double slam. I really like that. Um, Riddle now starts to get involved on Bronson Reed. It's a floating bro. Um, but um, as he, he hit flame bro, uh, sorry, for a big pop from the crowd, uh, Riddick Moss runs over, but Riddle eliminates him. 
Um, and then Riddle eliminates Gargano with the scissors over the top rope, the usual ending they normally do with Battle Royal. Um, <clears throat> now we're down to just Riddle, Reed, Ricochet, and Ali. At this point, Gunter uh, orders Imperium to attack Riddle while he's on the ring apron, allowing Bronson Reed to eliminate him. Um, <clears throat> Ricochet uh, then attacks Bronson Reed. They go at it. Um, Ricochet tries to dump Bronson Reed over, but he hangs on. Ali also, but he, he, he Ali hangs on as well. Um, <clears throat> Rick, Ricochet then drop kicks Reed to stun him onto the apron. Um, and Ricochet keeps going, keeps going, keeps going to try and get him out, but they, he hangs on. Uh, Reed then catches Ricochet on the shoulders while on the apron. Then Ali drops him off with a drop kick uh, for the double elimination. And Ali wins it. Um, <clears throat> Quite surprising it was Ali. Um, I kind of gather that Gunther isn't dropping anytime soon. I, I'm, maybe SummerSlam, he may drop the title. It does depend on who he's going against. This gives Ali, or positive Ali, uh, an opportunity at uh, 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 Night of Champions, Saudi Arabia. Uh, and it'll be, a, you know, I've got a feeling Gunther will end up probably, not saying beating him quite comfortably, but it, I shouldn't think he'll cause Gunther too many problems. You know, and I think then it looks as though Riddle will go into a feud with Gunter, perhaps. Um, load of um, pyro going off as well for Ali winning this. Um, maybe they see something in Ali going forward and, and they're going to give him a little push. Like I said, I don't think we're going to see um, an Ali win, but this may sort of elevate Ali a little bit. Um, they had a little video package with Cody and Brock. We're not going to get into that. Um, then Becky Lynch uh, comes out uh, and just basically shoots on Trish a little bit. Um, basically, one in Trish at a night of champions. Uh, and that match is actually confirmed. It was, okay. I mean, the promo was okay. She was fired up. Um, it's just, you know, again, this match, do you do you want to see it? Apparently, it's going to go, there's going to be another match at SummerSlam regardless. So I'm thinking that uh, Trish may go over at Night of Champions. I think the the whole thing with Becky Lynch is when Trish said her, ba- her daughter looks stupid or is stupid. Um, and that was really it. Uh, you know, I can't, uh, can't really add any more to it than that. Uh, uh, backstage at this point, um, uh, Rhea Ripley was watching Becky Lynch's promo. Sorry, that was the bit that happened as well. So are we looking further down the line here to a Rhea Becky Lynch feud for the women's title, possibly. And then she's still got the SmackDown women's title on Raw and the Raw women's title still on SmackDown. They haven't done that whole thing yet, which is interesting. Um, basically, then uh, Kathy Kelly approaches uh, and asks Rhea what happened about uh, last week when Natalia saved Dana Brooke. Uh, Ripley basically said she's Natalia needs to stay in her lane. She had a pretty impressive, uh, impressive career, but Natty interrupts and says, "Yes, it's uh, impressive, but it's already known that it's not about Elaine. It's about Rip- Ripley beating down a woman who was already defeated." <clears throat> she then goes on to say that Ripley is a dominant champion who deserves respect, but there's something she's not allowing the other women to be running for. <clears throat> and uh, Ripley basically says, "Don't don't act like you came here to hear it for Dana. It was for Natty, uh, and basically." She's going to promise to end Natalia's career. She gets in her business again. 
At that point, the walking heat magnet, which was Dominic Mysterio, comes off. And, and they go to the ring for a, a match, uh, Dominic Mysterio versus um, <clears throat> Lee. Before that, um, they go backstage again. And there's an argument between American Alpha and Maxine Dupree. <clears throat> and Ali was saying about how you need to think more positive and be a winner like him. And as he laughs and walks around the corner, there's the, there's Gunter. Uh, and basically saying that Gunter feels for Ali having to travel all the way around the world, get the biggest butt kicking of his career, shake hands, and Ali then says he feels bad for Gunter because he's travelling rather well just to be eliminated and defeated for his title, and Ali tells him to be positive. Gunter at this point is pretty angry, um, <clears throat> and as we go back to the ring, it's time for the match of Dominic and Xavier Woods. Um the match itself was good, um, but what, again, once again, this is the only thing I say is getting a little bit tedious with this is uh, Rhea Ripley kind of position herself in a way that she wants to be hit by a man, uh, and the fact that she she gets involved and Dominic always wins. It's a little bit of like um, just a little bit angry. It's just a little bit. Um, Silly now, uh, and I think in the end, Rhea Ripley could well get hit uh, by a man. Don't think about that because obviously they're just not think against women. But it annoys me when she wants when she's you know she's actually antagonising them to do it. It's one of these days you know it's going to happen. Um, but anyway, moving swiftly on. Now, <clears throat> this is an interesting one. Um, JD McDonough uh, is having an interview with Kathy Kelly. And um, basically talking about, you know, the, the, the Battle Royal. And he basically said that, you know, <clears throat> he came to make a statement and he was going to come and make a statement on Raw. Who better to make a statement on than the free agent Dolph Ziggler? Fantastic. But he did say <clears throat> that Dolph found out what the rest of the locker room found out. He's never bet against an ace. And as he walks out of the arena, if you look closely on the top right hand of corner of your screen, you will see Finn Balor walking up and looking over at J.D. McDonough. Now, there has been rumours <clears throat> going around that J.D. McDonough is soon to be a part of the Judgment Day. And maybe that was the seed that was being planted um, as J.D. McDonough was walking up. Who knows? Um, next, it was Inder Sheer. Uh, Veer Mahan come again with Jinder and... Uh, the other one, I can't remember the other one's name. Uh, they just took on local enhancement talents. Uh, oh, Sanger was the other guy's name. Sorry, Zanger. Yes. Um, they took on, I think it was Drake Thompson and Lee Lieber Barbie. Yeah. Um, I think it's quite obvious here what happens. Uh, it is a traditional squash match. Um, they win it in about two minutes. They start saying something in Hindu. Uh, Jinder walks on, puts a headset on his head and starts shouting that people are saying Raw belongs to them, but it belongs to Inder Shia and their future will be written in gold. Probably black and gold to be done in NXT in about three or four months. But uh, anyway, <clears throat> moving swiftly on. Um, Appearum at this point approach Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Now, if you remember uh, the week before, I think it was on SmackDown even, Imperium, oh no, it was last week on Raw. Imperium approached Kevin and Sammy mid-promo. It was without uh, Gunter, and they basically was disrespecting 
uh, Imperium. They wouldn't let them talk, finish what they're saying. Anyway, uh, they attack, uh, you know, they, so they attack, they approach Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Good said he will not tolerate disrespect like they showed these men last week. Owens basically said, you've got a problem, you can have a fight next week. All three of you. And Sammy says they will find a partner for next week. And Imperium agree. Now, mystery partner, you can think of a few. There's Matt Riddle. He's been teaming with him recently. There's Ali that seems to have a problem with the Intercontinental Champion as well. And, it, and he is going against him on the Saturday. Um, so interesting. Uh, well, who that's going to be. Uh, I, would have, I would assume it will be Ali. Uh, just because, obviously, you know, it would make storyline sense and you would like to think that they would book in line with storyline sense. The faces may get the win in that one because Gunter, no doubt, is going over at uh, Night of Champions, he says. Um, at this point, Cody Rose is getting off a bus, or his bus, shall I say. And, of course, we go to another commercial. Back from the commercial, and we're all going, whoa, as Cody comes out to a big pile. Um, Cody always says the same thing at the start. Greensboro, what do you want to talk about? He brings up uh, Starcade, <clears throat> uh, you know, a wonderful event with mutual, with mutual respect, which Brock Lesnar does not share because Lesnar chose to miss the show tonight. And <laughs> um, <clears throat> he then starts to tell a story of a scorpion and a frog. The scorpion helped the frog, but stung him because it's it's his nature. And Cody knows it's in Brock's nature to hunt. But Cody wants to know how Lesnar's face is doing. He starts taunting Lesnar over his busted face. Uh, Cody says he may have broke Lesnar's spirit and beat the biggest bully in the WWE. So he will gladly accept uh, the match at Night of Champions. <clears throat> Cody says there's a lot of talk about Lesnar and his ego. Or his number of dates. But Lesnar is on top because he's better than 99.9% .9 of the others in the WWE. <clears throat> but him. Because Cody <clears throat> is going to be the new big thing on Monday Night Raw. Interesting. <clears throat> and he exits the ring. <clears throat> excuse me. Sounds beautiful. Um, Zoe Stark is backstage at this point, um, bragging to Nikki Cross about her win. But Nikki Cross is in another planet at the minute. Uh, so it seems uh, Candice LeRae shows up, uh, tells Stark to basically stop calling Cross a freak. Uh, Stark's about, Stark then asked about Candice LeRae's family uh, and insults them. Now, we're assuming at this point she's talking about <clears throat> the way, as in uh, Dexter, uh, Indy Hartwell, and, and Johnny Gargano. Um, and then basically Candy said, well, we'll have a match next week. And Zoe said, you're on. Um, I think next week is about Zoe going over. Can't see her losing so quickly. They're quite high up on Zoe's start. So I think that'll be a Zoe victory. And, and it's it, it's a good thing what they're doing with Zoe's start. Because if they are very high on her and they want her to go up and potentially uh, challenge for titles and all, and all of that, the best way to do it is to really build her slow. She may go into the women's money in the bank should there be one in June. She doesn't have to win that, but she can look strong in that. And there's a big difference between you know, winning it and looking strong. And they can do that. So I'll be interested to see with Zoe Stark what happens. I think the future's bright for her in the WWE. Uh, I think she's pretty decent as well in NXT. She was good. <clears throat> but obviously, it's the old main roster curse. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Obviously, we know that 
Hunter is potentially booking most of this, so they should be okay. Um, the next match was Raquel Rodriguez and Chelsea went to, again, goes to commercial. Um, this was a bona fide squash, really. Um, Raquel Rodriguez picking up the win. Not a lot really happened with that one. Raquel uh, picks the win up, goes to the back, goes to the ramp. Um, <clears throat> she holds the title up, and all of a sudden, here comes Johnny Cage. Uh, no, sorry, Ronda Rousey. Um, with a Johnny Cage-style uh, kick ball combat. Um, and basically, I think she gets double-teamed. Ronzi says, Raquel's supposed to defend her titles, and she's going to, with or without Leg Mor Liv Morgan. Or she will take a beating every week until she does. Uh, Ron, and then she holds Raquel while Baszler lays her out of the strong. Um, so Ronda and Baszler are back. Ronda's injury is obviously um, full. The funny thing was, when she did do the Johnny Cage kicks, she fell over. Um, <laughs> So that was a quite in that was quite a uh, comedic part of it. Um, pretty much what we're already thinking and what we already know, uh, uh, and that is that they're probably going to end up winning the titles off of Liv and Raquel. Um, I think WWE are hiring Raquel as a single. Uh, so again, that's another potential one for playing a bank and a potential challenger for Rhea Ripley. I think for the match SmackDown, can't quite remember. Um, Back on Raw, we see Imperium backstage. Uh, Gunther shakes hands with someone and they walk off. And it shows that someone was Paul Heyman. That's an interesting bit. Now, we already had the Judgment Day with a truce with <clears throat> the bloodline at one point. What's Paul Heyman doing here? The other interesting thing I was thinking then, uh, over the last day or two since Raw's been on does Gunther end up becoming the next Paul Heyman guy after Roman Reigns? Because Gunther can talk, but, you know, there was always this thing about European guys in WWE and they like a manager mouthpiece. Could make sense going forward. We'll see what happens next week uh, with that. I'm sure there'll be something that happens next week. I'm pretty sure uh, the main event has something to do with it as well. Um, then we go to Seth Rollins' interview part two. Um he, and Seth says he wonders where he'd be if he never hit Roman Reigns with a chair. Uh, Corey Graves says goes off about what Rollins has won and asks why this iteration of Rollins is the best. Rollins just laughs and says it's the fun bit. It's the synergetic situation with the WWE universe. Um, basically, it just hypes up the match with AJ Styles at uh, right, Champions. Uh, which will obviously crown the new Raw World Champion and a full-time Raw World Champion. Uh, Graves then asks uh, Rollins what he thinks of Roman and his undisputed Universal title reign. And that question is going to be answered next week. So I'm assuming, because uh, then Corey Graves says that will ruffle some feathers what his response will be. So I'm assuming Seth Rollins is not on Raw next week to promote the biggest match of his career, so well, biggest match of his career this year, for the World Heavyweight Championship against AJ Styles in Jeddah. So you've got one half of your main event being Captain America or whatever they, you know, whatever character he's playing. Uh, the week that he's meant to be going for the, one of the most, well, the, you know, Raw's most prestigious title. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, more on that, more on that when we do an AEW review later. Um, main event time. Uh, Kevin Allen, Sami Zayn, Judgment Day. It's always going to be a good match. 
and before that, sorry, before we got back for the break, Apollo Crews was running in a city. And he says he's glad to be back on Raw, but this is no gift. He's still not discussed. He said no. But now no one is to mention his name about putting some respect on him. He's earned his way back. He's never backed down. And no matter what, he did it all while being a man his kids can be proud of. Crew says he can change by what happens at any night, but he refuses to be reduced by it or his past. And he then says, this is his time, uh, as uh, Kevin and Sammy start their match with Judgment Day. Um, and again, we've seen this before. And uh, just uh, getting a bit tedious of this, uh, this, this, it hasn't really even been a feud, it's just been a couple of weeks, but just seems to be that's the same way they're going with it at the moment. And I suppose when they get the Raw gets the World Heavyweight Champion, it'll be a lot better. Um, the match uh, carries on. It's, yeah, yes, it's good points, don't get me wrong. Um, <clears throat> and then at one point, uh, Dominic grabs Kevin Owens' leg, uh, the referee ejects Dominic and Ripley, finally. Uh, to ringside, and then Paul Heyman comes out, and then that brings Imperium out a bit later on. Uh, they bark, they bark stuff at Sami Zayn, um, and then uh, later on, Kevin Owens blocks a stunner from uh, blocks a choke slam from Priest, hits a stunner to send Priest to the floor. Uh, Balor tosses him to the floor. Uh, Balor then tosses Owens to the floor, but uh, Zayn launches Balor into the turnbuckle and hits the exploder suplex. Sammy's got the Holova kick, and at this point, uh, Imperium hit the ring, hit the, hit the apron, sorry, but Owen knocks him off. Owens knocks him off, Preach choke, slams Owens onto the edge of the apron, zap. Zane runs and leaps of a big dive to take uh, Priest down, but when he comes back in, he wants to deliver another Holova kick, but three, the all three members of Imperium are distracting him, and then he, he gets uh, turns around, gets drop kicks into the corner, and then Coupe de Gras, and the Judgment Day wins. Um, yeah, pretty much that, to be quite honest with you. Um, it was okay. It was one of them ones that you see quite regularly uh, on Raw at the minute. Um, like I said, I'm getting a bit annoyed, getting a bit tedious of that feud anyway. So hopefully now they move on to a feud with Imperium. Who will Imperium, uh, who will their partner be next week? Uh, oh, uh, Cody and Brock are under the same roof next week. That's WWE's newest saying, under the same roof. Uh, so what's going to happen there? Their match is official for uh, Night of Champions. They haven't specified if there's going to be a stipulation into it. I'm assuming, as I'm hearing that it's going to be Cody Brock free at SummerSlam, that Brock should come out and win this match. But WWE, Cody Rose beat Seth Rollins three times. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, just quickly, um, we need to send our condolences to superstar Billy Graham, who... Uh, Unfortunately, passed away at the age of 79. Uh, he was a catalyst uh, in wrestling. Um, and uh, he'll be sorely missed by uh, his family, his friends, and obviously his team in the wrestling business. So thoughts and prayers and condolences to uh, the family of Superstar Billy Graham. Uh, we'll be back with an AEW review. And a bit later on, we have an ECW rewind with our guest, Just Incredible. This has been the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. I have been your host for this Raw Review, Adam Cousins, and we will see you later on today. Hey. 
Hey everybody, thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast.